Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. episode is brought to you by Life Options Counseling Services. If you are looking for counseling services or resources, our Christian counselors provide a rich therapeutic experience rooted in biblical foundation. For help or to schedule a consultation, reach out to us at 908-290-3550. Chanel, thank you so much for joining me today. I am super excited to have you um you you your book (laughs) healing the most broken parts of me is and i i I just told you reading this book i was I, i started reading i said you know let me just read skim through it to get to know a little bit more about the book before I speak with Chanel and I'm gonna be honest with you most books I do I do skim through if I have to interview the author but I could not put your book down I I literally was reading through I just wanted to see like what's next it's almost like reading a story like you can't looking at you thank God you don't look like what you've been through looking at you you do not look like anything that you have written you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you would never know looking at you. That's why it's very important not to judge a book by a cover. Absolutely. Because people would just look at your success and your beauty and your fashion sense and everything. And then they will, they will completely ignore the fact that you have a story to tell and that you can minister. Yeah. So thank God that he does not allow us to uh, look like our story and that he, you know, purifies us and, and, you know, we come out we come out strong. And um, so I want you to tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Jessica. It is such a humbling experience to be here with you to share about my life story. Um, So I am again, Chanel Finley. I am a licensed professional counselor, a Christian minister, and I am now an author as well. I am a wife. We just made 20 years. Uh, thank God. Yep. And we have four amazing children. So that's who I am in a nutshell. I've been a clinician for about 16 years now, and I call it my life's work. It's what God has called me to do. It's what God has put me here for. And that is to help other women heal and move past um, the pain that's keeping them from being uh, who God created them to be. Well, well, um, listen, this definitely is your life's work because I'm like, if she wrote like this, I can only imagine her speaking. <laughs> wow. So um, what prompted you to write this book? I think it's important that the audience knows why did you choose to write this book now? So that's the question that I've gotten, you know, from so many people, family, you know, friends, you know, strangers who've read the book. And I, I've known for a long time that that was something that God wanted me to do. 
but I knew in the season that God told me about it, it wasn't the season to release it because I wasn't where I needed to be in my own healing journey. So last year, um, of course, we make our declarations of, you know, I'm going to do better this year in my walk with the Lord. I'm going to do everything the Lord tells me to do. And so that was one of my commitments. I knew God was pressing upon me to go forward with it, despite whatever opposition came. The Lord told me I needed to go forward with it, release it, and it would be um, healing for me as well, writing myself healed. And so that's why I wrote that book. I love that, writing myself healed. Absolutely. And um, for those who may not have read the book yet, I, I'm not going to give any spoilers because I want everybody to go and read the book. <laughs> but, you know, it, it does talk a little bit more about the daughter. It, it focuses in on the mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And one of the relationships that you did discuss in the book was between Naomi and Ruth, and they are um, in-laws in the, in the um, Bible. And you were discussing three components of what a mother-daughter relationship should look like. And can, mm -hmm. can you speak to us more about why you believe, because one of the things you put down was facing challenges together is required for a healthy relationship. And we know that Naomi and Ruth did do that. Can you explain mm -hmm. why you added that as a component of a healthy relationship? I think that whenever you are in any relationship, not just the mother-daughter relationship, but when you, when you are in relationship with someone else that you trust, you expect them to be there in every aspect of the word of trust, right? And so for the mother-daughter relationship specifically, that's the very first person that we encounter when we come into this world. That's the very first person that we grow to, we grow to love in this world. And so you can understand the depth of the relationship or any relationship when there's hardship. Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy for people to be there for you when, when there's an applause, but can you be there for me when I'm going through something very, very difficult in my life? And that goes for parents as well. And a lot of times um, in my own experience and my own relationships with friends, families, and even my clients, I have found that there has been a continual breakdown in the relationship uh, between the mother and the daughter when it comes to being there. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because when, as I'm reading through the book, although you did write it from a mother-daughter, you know, place, a place from a mother-daughter relationship, it did seem applicable to relationships, period, because um, mm -hmm. the, the, the advice and the um, pointers that you were given seems like it could go for mm -hmm. a romantic relationship, a friendship, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, even, even as far as um, the relationship between colleagues and just kind of going through challenges as a company together. So it, it was very applicable. I could notice, I noticed when I was reading it to many different relationships, which is one mm -hmm. of the things I really loved about it. Uh, now, I didn't put this in our questions because I, <laughs> As you can only imagine, I came up with so many different questions yeah. after I sent them to you and after I read them, but you did talk about the process of forgiveness and I'm like, oh my gosh, she forgave so many things. And you know, what, what was that process of forgiveness like for you? Um, the process of forgiveness for me has been ongoing. That's what I, I really believe for a lot of people. And I think that we think we tend to believe that forgiveness, when we hear the word, it's one and done. That's it. But forgiveness for me has been a continual process because I realize that as long as I'm in this fleshly body, the memories of my experience won't go anywhere. But I get to choose how I show up and respond to those memories. And so part of my me showing up and responding to those memories is for me to forgive over and over again. 
That's what the word of God tells us, that we are to forgive, what, 70 times seven? Mm-hmm. As many times as a person needs forgiveness, we are to forgive. And I know that, you know, someone's out there saying, well, um, they did this to me and it's unforgivable. You're, you're correct. The act itself is unforgivable. Yeah. But when I think about my own sins, when I think about everything that Christ went to the cross for me for, then who am I to say that someone else isn't worthy of forgiveness, knowing what I had to be forgiven for? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not here to tell somebody that forgiveness is um, just letting the person back into your life or um, just letting go and forgetting everything that happened to you, because that would be a lie um, when it comes to being able to uh, flush out or, or, you know, rid yourself of the abuse that you experienced or what have you. And so for me, I just think that, think that forgiveness is more about myself than it is about the offender. Mm-hmm. I like how you said like forgiveness is an ongoing process because a lot of times, you know, when we think about forgiveness is really a choice that we make, but then we That's have to continue to accept that choice that we made. And a lot of times people feel like they say, oh, I, for- I forgive this person mm-hmm. and that their emotions and everything else is going to fall in line. But actually, mm-hmm. you know, if we look at just basic CBT, you make the choice first and then you yep. have to make the choice. And constantly, what I hear you saying is consistently make this choice to forgive. Every time this this memory floods my mind, or every time I reflect on something that I'm angry about, every time I think about the offender or the offense, I am in a place of constant forgiveness, which allows me then to, you know, give some time for my feelings to catch up with the choice I made. That way my behavior show up differently. So I love that we get to choose how we respond to those, to those memories and um, those flashbacks. So what, what would you say to someone who is having a difficult time now? You know, this is a really, a lot of people have learned a lot about themselves throughout the pandemic. People have been Absolutely. You know, even closed in small quarters, tight quarters <laughs> with those who they may not even get along with. People yeah. have re, rethought the way they think about the relationships they're in. And mm-hmm. people might be having a difficult time. What would you say to the person who is having that much of a difficult time with their family member where they feel like they they are having trouble forgiving what words of encouragement would you give to that person i think that as 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 a believer um we have to understand the power that's in forgiveness for us in our in order for us to uh learn to love ourselves and to love without conditions we've got to understand the depth of forgiveness and what it looks like according to what Christ did for us. And so if you're having a difficult time with a family member, your mom, your dad, sibling, whoever the family member may be, I think the most important part is to take a look at what's going on on the inside of you. What about them is triggering me so much? What's the root cause of why I'm having an issue with them? Can I discuss this issue with them? Is the relationship repairable? What is it that I hope to get out of resolving this? Do I want to resolve it? There's just so many questions that the person needs to ask themselves when it comes to conflict uh, with family, because we know how family can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, there, there are our greatest challenges in most cases. They are our greatest challenges. They're our greatest test, right? And so I have always tried to, in the last 15 years of my life, I have always tried to take an assessment of myself. And if I play no role in it, and it's, it's just the behaviors of the other person, then I say to myself, I can remove myself from having a relationship, place some distance between us so I can continue to love you unconditionally. Mm 
Um, I can choose to confront what's going on or I can choose to say, you know what? This is how they are. These are issues with them. I'm going to focus on me and maintaining my own um, emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. and, and that really speaks to what you even said in the beginning of your book when you were talking about whether you get the person to, uh, along the journey with you or you decide to do this alone. Why did you put that there? Because it says healing, the name of your book is Healing the Most Broken Parts of Me. Do I need that other person to be a part of the journey for this healing to take place? You don't because healing, again, just like forgiveness, I believe healing is for you. You know, people have free will. They can choose what they want to do. You can't make someone do something that they don't want to do. So if you're in relationship with someone who doesn't want to mend the relationship, who doesn't want to take responsibility for their part in the conflict or the issues that you all have had, then you've got to make a conscious decision that my emotional well-being and my uh, ability to respond appropriately to different emotions and uh, triggers is about me, not about them. Mm -hmm. I think that's so amazing. And it's, it gives hope to people who need to forgive those who maybe have died before they even had a chance to work through that mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of times I get people in practice, they say, well, Jessica, that person died, you know, I'll, I'll never have closure. And mm -hmm. so what I hear you saying is there is closure for you, even if the person no longer is here, that you don't have to have somebody alive holding your hand through your healing journey. That's right. That it's your decision to pick up this journey and start mm -hmm. walking down that road. Yeah. I, I want and you one of the things I, I say to my clients too, when they say that to me as well, Jessica, is when they were here, you didn't have closure. <laughs> right. So that, that's the reality. You know, you're using that as a cop-out not to deal with what's right in front of you. Their death, death. Uh, didn't bring any closure and their living didn't bring, bring any closure either. So what, it, what is it that you want? How is it that you want to move forward and show up for yourself, given that this person won't be able to help you in this process? Mm, I love that. Who, who is the person? I, I really want our audience to know who is the person who should put, 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 bleh, pick your book up? Who should pick your book up? Because I know on the front of it, it says the healing process for, you know, mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. but, but who is this book for? This book is really for my, my audience that I targeted uh, was women. But I've had men to read it as well. And they have said to me, maybe you should do a, a second uh, ver uh, edition and then include men in it. Because when I read the book, I read it from, from the perspective of the mother and son or the father and son relationship. And I was fully able to relate. So I'm gonna say that today, this book is for anyone who has experienced um, any kind of brokenness, woundedness, or traumatic experiences in the breakdown of any close-knitted relationship that they value. Mm -hmm. This book is such a gem. Mm. And I, just really encourage anyone who has any difficulty in mending a broken relationship or healing from a traumatic past. I mean, let me tell you something. I, 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 some of those parts, I had to like stop and gather myself and then go back because I just couldn't believe you lived this. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. And it just goes to show that God is so loving. He 
His love transcends any situation that we could ever face. Absolutely. You know, to, to bring us to the place that we are. There's something that I wrote. It was a quote that you put in your book. Mm-hmm. And it said, it took me years to realize I was not broken. Yeah. And I don't know why that sentence just jumps out to me. Yeah. It took me years to realize I was not broken. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who, who feel so broken. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when something's broken, we tend to discard it mm-hmm. because it no longer serves a purpose. And so, um, you know, even looking at, you know, you know, some of the things you talk about in the book about like the app, the effects of people feeling broken and what that can lead to. Mm-hmm. And it just broke my heart to think that there are people in the world that feel broken and discarded. Mm-hmm. And so I truly pray that this book reaches so many more people than you ever dreamed of and that it does hit um, groups. I mean, I was like, I need to do a group on this. <laughs> I need to have like a, a therapy group where we, t- we, we, we focus on the, the, the conversation, but this this is just such a, just so inspirational, Chanel. This is just yeah. so inspirational because God is no respective person. If he did it for you, he can do it for anybody. He can make any, he can make, he can help anyone realize that they are not broken. I, I felt like I was looking, reading through a superhero novel you know in the beginning the villain is like winning and getting ahead and then all of a sudden like the end was like beautiful and so I was just like oh my gosh so I really encourage people to pick this up and just be encouraged to share it to to read with your sisters listen even if you're someone who and I'm I'm talking from someone who has a beautiful mother-daughter relationship Mm -hmm. you know my relationship with my mother my mother's like one of my best friends that is so awesome you know awesome you know I I um she's the best person in the world and I picked this book up and pulled so much out of it because Mm -hmm. it's just that relative you know, it's, it's relatable Mm -hmm. to so many different aspects of life and human humanity, forgiveness, um, the impacts of trauma. Like it just covers so many different things. I see a series coming from you. I, I see like you doing like a, 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 uh, like a ongoing seminar or workshop or something, because so many people need to hear what's in this book. So I thank you Chanel for your time today. I just thank you for having me. Grateful. Yeah. That, you, that God used you to release this. I want to leave the audience with any last words that you may have. Do you have anything coming up or can you tell them where they can pick up the book or follow you? Yes, you all are, um, you all are able to pick up the book from Amazon. It's on my website as well, www.thecfccservices.com. Um, yeah, you can get it there, read it, process through it shoot me some feedback um, on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. Just request me Chanel Finley or on Instagram at Chanel underscore the underscore counselor. Um. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Listen, get the book. <laughs> Please get the book. And um, 
Chanel, God bless you. I pray that God just continues to do mighty things in your life and that he allows your story to be heard in places you even think you'll be going to. That Praise is God. my prayer for you, you and Amen. for those I receive it from you. So thank you again so much for today. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to visit our website at www.b-welltoday.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, be strong, be bold, and be well.